my entire TikTok last night has been Taylor Swift content, and I watched, well, this morning, and then I watched the live last night up until Taylor came on, and then it, it knocked out, because I guess everybody's phones went straight up, so the service knocked it out. Yeah, I've been seeing some Taylor Swift content on my For You page, and honestly, I'm here for it. I'm, it got me so excited, but I'm, I'm a little bummed she only sang, um, one song from Speak Now and one song from her debut album, but I'm wondering if maybe that's because she hasn't re-recorded them yet, and so maybe she can't sing a lot of them, but also, too, she sang a heck of a lot of songs. It was a three-hour concert. Just her part was three hours. And, like, she can't sing every song. So, it, I yeah. understand. She sang, like, five or six songs off of Lover, which is my favorite. And um, and she sang all my favorite songs off of Lover. She sang Lover. She sang um, The Archer. And she sang You Need to Calm Down. And The Man. And let me look. Uh, she opened with Miss Americana and the Heartbreak France, and she sang Cruel Summer, which mm. I love. Um, and then she closed with uh, Karma. But she did, she did what I don't think anybody expected the set list to be what it was, because a lot of people thought she was going to sing it in acts and like tell a story, and it was going to be like finding the man, falling in love with the man, breaking up with the man, finding actual love. Everyone thought it was going to be that, or they thought it was going to be the eras, but in timeline order. And she did era by era, but it was not timeline order. She did Lover, and then Fearless, then um, uh, Evermore, and then she did sing a lot of songs from Reputation. I love she Reputation. Sang, she sang your favorites from Reputation. Uh, she sang Delicate, which I hope that doesn't change by the time she gets to Nashville, because that's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, she sang uh, Enchanted from Speak Now, which I'm excited about. Um, she sang Red, and then Folklore, and then 1989, a surprise song from Folklore. Uh, Tim McGraw from her debut, which I love. Um, and then Midnight Songs. I'm a little bummed she didn't sing You're On Your Own Kid. Would've, could've, should've, because those are some of my favorites. And then I really wanted Our Song, so didn't get that. Um, but she did sing the 10-minute version of All Too Well, so I'll take what oh, I can get. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll take what I can get. But I, I'm i excited. I hope a lot doesn't change by Nashville. I guess we'll just kind of have to see, like, once she changes venues again, if any of that changes. I know Mirrorball was a surprise song, so I'm kind of wondering if that one's going to be a swing song and if she's going to sing something different each venue. Of course, you never know what she's going to do for Nashville because Nashville is, like, Nashville's where she's from. Yeah, so she may do something really special for Nashville. Well, she always has guests, too, and so everyone's kind of speculating that she might have some guests for Nashville and different, like, like New York, too, because she has a place in New York as well. But Mirrorball was a surprise song, and so I'm thinking it might be a swing song, and we might, like, everybody might get something different. And in that case, Taylor, I would like to put forth my vote for either our, our song or Long Live. Please. Um, but yeah, it was, it says it was a three hour and t 11 minute concert. God, her vocal cords. I'm so excited. 
I just, I cannot even wait. And she had like a, like a, um, she does like this really big theatrical thing for when she first comes out on stage, but she did like a big theatrical thing that would start out each era. So like Reputation, when she was about to start singing Reputation songs, like when she was doing costume change, they had this big theatrical thing playing on the screen with a snake. Oh, that's cool. And I do love the little tidbit, like, so when she put out Red for the first time, there was a shirt that she wore in the promos that said not a lot going on at the moment. And it's like a big time shirt, like everybody knows that shirt. And uh, last night when she came out to sing the first Red song, she had that shirt on, but it said a lot going on at the moment instead of not a lot that's cool so I, that I cool. like that but she um she hasn't performed she never did tour with lover so she hasn't performed since um 1989 or reputation whichever one was last reputation it was reputation yeah she hasn't performed since then so this is like a big deal and there was the guy that was on the live paramore like mentioned um, are y'all excited to see Taylor Swift tonight? And you could hear the roar in the phone. It like went silent. That's how loud it was. And wow. and the guy goes, guys, the amount of volume that just escalated in here. Like it just got so loud in here. And people have been talking about taking earplugs. And I think I'm going to take some too. Because um, there's certain kinds you can get. Like <clears throat> it's not going to hinder your experience. You're still going to be able to hear everything she says. Because um, she likes to talk. She has a lot of moments where she has conversation. Um, they were like, you're not going to miss anything she says. You're not going to get a lesser experience, but it's going to protect your eardrums in the end. You won't have that ringing sensation when you leave. And so I think I'm going to have to get them because it's going to be loud in there. Mm-hmm. Somebody got proposed to during Love Story last night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Anyways, that's enough of my um, Taylor Swift gab. It just made me even more excited. Ugh. I was crying. Somebody showed like her closing out the night with karma and then she's like waving to everybody and I was crying in my bed. Aww. And so I'm going to be crying whenever it comes time. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Anyways, Ellie, what you've done this week? Well, I have definitely enjoyed my time off from school. I, yes, I know. I wish I had Sucks being off. an adult. Um... We did some very fun things last night and the night before. Yes, which is what today's discussion's about. Yep. Um, anything else? No, that's pretty much it. I just worked. Worked my little tail off. And, uh, yeah. Got rewarded yes. over the weekend. <laughs> yes. So, you know, here we are. I'm just... Last night was crazy. Um, so before we get started with today's discussion, we're still going to do our currently reading, but, um, before we get started with that, guys, we want to preface this, that there will be Shadow and Bone, there's going to be Grishaverse spoilers for the books, um, and there's going to be show spoilers, like full-on spoilers, so if you've not watched the new season, bow out gracefully. Yes. Um, unless you don't care to have spoilers, but, um, we're also going to be discussing all the books except for King of Scars and Rule of Wolves because Hallie has not read those. So there will not be a lot of spoilers from those, um, for obvious reasons, Mm -hmm. but, um, so yeah, if you guys are like fully caught up with the Grishaverse, you can stay tuned. Also, we would like to go ahead and say these are our own opinions. 
Yes. And before people come at us in the comments saying, clearly you haven't read the books, we have read the books and we still love the show. Yes. I'm sorry, not sorry. Listen, there are ways to do it, people. There, For instance, I always bring up the Shadowhunter series. That show was not like the books at all. Like, they changed everything. Yep. Um, And it just wasn't entertaining to me. Whereas this thing kind of held on to the main core of the story, but it changed a lot, but it was so entertaining. Oh, yeah, it was. So, before everyone starts flying off the handle, clearly you haven't read the books because you wouldn't think that the show was... Stop it. (laughs) These are our own opinions. We like the show. We love the books. We'll explain all that later on. But for right now, Hallie, what are you currently reading? Um, I'm currently reading When Stars Come Out by Scarlett St. Clair. And at this point, I've only read one chapter, but it's already kind of creepy. So I'm looking forward to it. What are you reading? I am reading Realm of Shadows and Flame by B.L. Talley. Um, I know I talked about it last week, but I hadn't started it yet. I didn't end up starting it till like Tuesday, I think. Um, and I'm like flying through it. And I'm, I, I will most likely have it finished today. Y'all, so far from what I, like I'm halfway through, from what I can gather, it is... It kind of gives me the Hunger Games meets Throne of Glass. Ooh. It's interesting. So good. It's so good. Like I'm invested. I just I just feel like there's a lot of it that I'm like, okay, yeah, this feels like there's certain points where I've been like, Oh, this feels like something from the Hunger Games and then there's other points where I'm like, Oh, this sounds like it would be straight out of Throne of Glass and so yeah, um Hunger Games meets Throne of Glass so far. But it's so good so far like i'm invested plenty invested love it so um she announced the second book so i'm excited for it to come out um but yes that is what i'm currently reading (laughs) okay on to the so everyone get cozy because here goes our discussion um so first we're going to talk about the books um just in general like the grisha verse yes um so we have certain points that we wanted to cover um, so the first thing we kind of wanted to discuss with each other was our favorite books of the series. So my favorite book was, um, Shadow and Bone tied with Six of Crows. Now I will say Six of Crows is a lot better than Shadow and Bone, but if we're picking per series, I would say Shadow and Bone out of the Shadow and Bone series and then Six of Crows out of the Six of Crows duology. If you want to branch into the others, then I like King of Scars better than Rule of Wolves. But you liked the first you liked the first book in every single series. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I think we can all agree Six of Crows was phenomenally better than Crooked Kingdom. Um, but yeah, those are my favorites. I think I love Six of Crows, and honestly, if I had to pick just one out of the entire Grishaverse, Six of Crows would be my absolute favorite. But it's hard to knock shadow and bone because it's kind of the basis of like it's the whole point of the show i mean the show's called shadow and bone it's yeah. called six of crows so you know it is what it is also the darkling we'll get into it later okay your favorite book hallie so mine's actually the same as yours um it is shadow and bone and six of crows for me the reason why i like shadow and bone 
is because it was a great way to introduce us to this new world. Yes. And get to kind of serve as the groundwork for the Grishaverse. And then when you dive into other books like Six of Crows, where you meet new characters and you learn about all these different things. Man, there's just something about Six of Crows that it was just so good. And I'm really sad that Crooked Kingdom was not the same way. I know. Crooked Kingdom was such a disappointment, I think. It fell flat. I think it would have been okay on its own. But when you compare it with how good Six of Crows was, everybody's expectations were just so high. And it didn't deliver on that. Um, so, next we have our favorite characters. So, I have picked a t- another tie. I have Nikolai and Jesper. Okay. Because in the books, like, Nikolai was just, like, this charming little man. And I love him. And I know y'all have heard me gush about were you expecting the Darkling? Kind of. Um, I know y'all have heard me gush about him, but mostly it's the TV show version because I love Ben Barnes. But I did love him in the books. Like, there were a lot of moments in the books that the Darkling had me like, oh, okay, sir. I really thought he was going to redeem himself and they were going to end up together. Um, So I still loved him in the books, but not as much as I liked Nikolai. I was intrigued. Jesper was just like the funniest thing ever and for me a character that supplies humor and charm is phenomenal and so that's why I like Nikolai and Jesper but I also liked Inej I think I liked her better in the show though yeah I can see that but yeah those are my favorites um for me so for Shadow and Bone I also put Nikolai because yummy 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 we have the same we have the same mind um, there's just something about him living a double life as a privateer, not, not a, a pirate. pirate. Um, and then him being a prince, there's just something about that that just adds to his charm and just, man, I got, all I gotta say is Alina was a dum-dum. He was right there. There was a whole point in the show last night when I was literally screaming at the screen going, you are an idiot. An absolute idiot. We'll get into it later. Anyways, now as for Six of Crows characters, I I had a tie between two people, but I'm going to break this tie and I'm going to say Kaz as my favorite because... Dirty hands. Exactly. (laughs) He is ruthless he is smart he is manipulative and in this season freddie carter killed it he is angry hat angry hat yes <coughs> okay you like angry hat and i liked funny guns yes <laughs> that was the funniest moment when nina said that in the show last night or it wasn't last night it was, it was thursday, thursday night so preface hallie and i watched the first four episodes thursday night and then i had to work on friday so then we stopped and then we watched the last four episodes last night. But when Nina said funny guns and angry hat, Hallie and I just like paused and looked at each other like, oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs> angry hat. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I assumed yours was going to be Nikolai and I kind of thought it was going to be either Jesper or Kaz. See, we, we're on the same wavelength. So, okay. 
pros and cons of this series. Like I said, this is just a brief discussion. To be honest with you, I don't remember every nitty gritty detail from the series. No. Because it's been a minute. But I remembered enough to know, like, when we were watching the show, like, I remembered enough to be like, "Mm, they changed that, but I'm okay with it. Um, Yeah. But I don't remember everything from the series, but... Like I said, just a brief overview of our thoughts on this. We're not going to get into too deep of a discussion because we really want to talk about the show. But, um, do you want to give one and then I'll give one? Yeah. So, the first one that I had with the pros, I would definitely say the world building was a pro, especially in the first book. It was very concise and it wasn't jumbled. Like, I've seen, I've seen other books that have these world, have these really intricate worlds and have this magic system and it's very confusing and it's very hard to grasp but with shadow and bone it really laid out the groundwork and said this is this this is this that is that and so that's for me is a plus when the world building is concise and it's easy to understand i'm your girl yeah it was a very simplistic world building but it it was effective yeah i think it kind of helps too because it feels almost like some of it was based off of avatar the last airbender because yep. you do have the elements, and so I think if you have basic knowledge of stuff like that, it kind of does help. But yeah, it was a very, like, here's what it is, you need no further explanation. Mm-hmm. Whereas some series, they have to continuously word world build. I mean, even Sarah J. Moss, it takes you a minute to be able to figure it out. Um, especially Crescent City. Everyone talks about the world building at Crescent City. But, um, oh. Crescent City 3 got announced. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I think the world building, yeah, she does really well. I didn't have that in there. Um, so, one of my pros was the twist ending um, because it humanized Kerrigan. And I think that was something that I wasn't expecting. Kind of just thought he was going to be the villain throughout. But he, he did get humanized in the end. And not really to the point of full redemption because he did still kill a lot of people. But you kind of saw, like, he it got out of hand. Like, he couldn't, I think it got away from him. And then it was just him kind of try, trying to cover his tracks. Um, and so it kind of, it's almost like when, you know, like, parents talk about, like, um, when you lie, you have to do more lies to cover up that lie. So you create a web of lies. It's the same scenario. Because he had to cover up the fact that he was the one that created the fold. So it just kind of got out of control, I think. But he, um, yeah. I thought that was interesting, the twist ending. Well, and everything with Mal. Because even in the books, I was like, hold up. Mal is an amplifier. What? Yeah. And then for him, for her to kill him, and then everyone thought they were dead. And it was a whole thing. But, yeah, I will give her that. I think she ended up, I think she pulled it all together in the end really well. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm talking, this one, this next one that I'm talking about is for the first book only. And I'm going to talk about the pacing. And so, for me, the first few chapters of Shadow and Bone were great. Because the pacing was really good. It was just like one point after another. And it didn't really slow. And I think when you have good pacing in a first book, you're on the right track. It's when you hit the second book and the third book is when everything kind of starts to fall apart. Um, For me, um, gosh, 
I don't know. There's just something about Shadow and Bone where to where I enjoyed it way more than the other two. And I think that had to do with the pacing and the world building and the characters. And yeah, I think that's, I don't know. It's really hard to formulate my thoughts in terms of pacing. But yeah, first book was great. And I think that's one thing you and I differed on because you had read the series first and you were telling me like, I loved the first book, but the second and third didn't really keep my attention as much. And that was different for me. I That was actually one of my pros is it kept my attention until the end. I was invested all the way through the end. I never, there never was a moment where I was like, I'm bored out of my mind. I always was really invested in what was going on. So I never really hit that. So I think it just depends. I mean, it's always readers, readers choice and differing ways of reading. Yeah, with Ruin and with Ruin and Rising, it I will say though, Ruin and Rising wasn't as boring as Siege and Storm for me, in my opinion. For me, I barely got through Siege and Storm. Ruin and Rising, I loved I, Siege and Storm. Ruin and Rising, the beginning of it was a little slow, but then it sort of picked up almost through the halfway point. It was just the ending that killed me for Ruin and Rising. And honestly, I'm surprised you didn't like Siege and Storm because it's the introduction of Nikolai. That's the only good thing I liked about it. That's the only good thing. I love Siege and Storm because then you get to the whole thing where he gives her the ring. Wow. That man. Um, so that, yeah, my one of my pros was that it kept my attention to the end. Next. Yeah. So this next one. Now this is going to be, this is a pro for the TV show. And it is casting Ben Barnes oh, as yes. the Darkling. <laughs> Now, the Darkling, I will say, he has issues in the book that makes me question his actions. Morality. Yeah, it makes me question my own morals. But here's the thing. When I found out that Ben Barnes was cast as Darkling, I was like, oh, there goes my morals out the window. Prince Caspian. Yes. I just gotta say, casting for this show was incredible. Perfect. Which we'll get to later. Yeah. um, My only other point was I had a con. Big yeah. con. Yep. And I've already seen some TikToks that people are very happy about the ending of season two. And I am too because of the same reason. Because the biggest con of the entire book series is Melina. <sighs> Mal and Alina. Because he had so many red flags. And he was such a jerk to her in those books. They did change that around for the show. He was, I actually liked him a lot better in the show. Yeah. The TV show definitely redeemed Mal. I said in my notes, I said one of my con, my con was Mal. And I put in parentheses, book version. I hated Mal in the book. Gosh, he was the worst. Because I'll say it forever and ever. Like, I understand you know, the Darkling killed some people. You may not want to vibe with that. I understand. But you still got Nikolai and you still chose Mel. Yeah. It's the argument of Stefan and Damon Salvatore and you choose Matt Donovan. 100%. That's the best analogy. Whoever come up with that. It was me. Oh, it was you. Genius. <laughs> I'm the one who said that. It's literally, Damon Salvatore is the Darkling. We have Stefan Salvatore, Nikolai, and he chose Matt Donovan, who is Mal. Also, Hallie and I felt very stupid last night because oh, yeah. she, she said something about the Moritzev and how, she's talking about how Mal was the descendant of 
what's his face um Bagram was telling him and she was like you're a descendant of the Moritz of and I was like hold up Moritz of his last name is Oritz of that's one less letter how did I not get that I know we just looked at each other and I said do I need to write idiot across my forehead because that never come that never come across my mind but was it mentioned in the book I don't know I don't remember see I've been spelled differently too Hey, but even still, maybe even been a different name for all we know. Like my gosh. But yes, Mal is number one con. I can't stand him. Oh gosh, yeah, he's the worstest. Um, that's all I had for pros and cons. Do you have something else? This made, but this is kind. Of, nah, I'll I'll mention in the honorable mentions that we have later. <laughs> okay, so any final? Oh. Well, before we get to it, any final thoughts on the series as a whole? What would you rate the Grishaverse series, like, set out of five? Eh, out of ten. We'll give a bigger rating. Are we talking about, um... The entire thing. So Six of Crows and Shadow and Bone combined? Yes. Ooh. <sighs> just the books. Okay, just the books. Um, I would give it maybe... Eight, eight and a half. Okay, I was going to say seven and a half. Okay. But if we're rating them separately, that'd be a very different score. 100%. Six of Crows would be like a nine, 9.5. Yes. But I think like series average, probably a seven and a half. Because Crooked Kingdom, well, I don't know. Maybe I would give it like an eight. Because I think Crooked Kingdom and Rule of Wolves would bring it down for me. Yeah. But overall, I really enjoyed the trilogy, and I really enjoyed Six of Crows and King of Scars, so I think they would bump it to an eight. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, all right, so now we're going to give... So Hallie and I took tests to find out which Grisha we would be, and we actually ended up with the same result. <laughs> we are both Tidemakers. Yay! Yay! So... That's exciting. I I really wasn't expecting that I would be a tide maker. Yours made a lot of sense. I really was not expecting mine. I really thought like I thought I was gonna be like what Zoya was. I don't remember all the different. She wind. It was wind, but I don't remember all the different ones. But I really thought I was gonna be the the wind one. Really thought. The so wind. I was in, I was intrigued by the mm-hmm. fact that I was tide maker interesting decision i actually really thought my luck is i'm about to get like the darkling's power that'd be car and then it'd just be like yeah well that'd be that'd be carly she'd be par for the course she'd be the she'd be a shadow summoner like literally but also i would have taken it because i would have just been like you know dorian Azrael. yeah that that that's fair i will agree with you on that um, but yes, we both got Tide Makers. Hallie's makes sense because she really loves the water, but I mean, I do too, but it's not it's... to that extent, so I was really confused. Yeah. But I'll take it. Yep. 100%. Call me Cleard. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to get into some of the TV show discussion, um, but we wanted to start out with just season one. We're going to go season by season. There's only two seasons, but... Um, so season one, favorite moment, Hallie. We don't know each other's favorite moment, so this is a surprise for okay. each other. So this one was very hard for me, but I finally managed to pick it out because I was watching clips last night. And my favorite scene of all time 
is when we first see the crows and it's when they're in the club and Jesper's playing his gamble games and he goes to grab for the money and you hear and you see the cane slap on the desk and you hear the boom. I was about to say the music, music whenever and, his cane hits the table. And I screamed because I was like, that is so perfect. That's such a way to introduce the crows. It was it was the best moment. Crows shined in this series. They really shined. Everybody shined. Yeah. Um Okay. And did you have another one? Yeah. So this is another one. This kind of it's really all encompassing with this certain one, but there's a certain favorite scene. And it's when it's again with the crows, when they're in the fold in that little cart. And Milo. With Milo. And they're talking about like they go, Jesper, Jesper, grab the goat. And he goes, I'm not throwing out the goat. And and it's just we love Milo. That was such a cool add-in. And I just love him kissing the goat and then handing him off to Nedge, like, take care of him as he shoots all the Velcro. Is that it? Yep, does it. Anything with Milo? Okay. Mine might be a little predictable. <laughs> I also have two moments that tie. One of them is the legendary fun. Make I me your villain. villain. Cause I love him. Also, he has one from this season that will be taking over that TikTok sound. That TikTok sound will no longer exist off based off something he said in season two will be taking over TikTok sounds. Like I was waiting on it and it happened. Oh so excited. Okay. Um so fine, make me your villain because wow. Um also that's like the whole scene where I'm pretty positive that's the whole scene where she gets the antler put in. So uh, that was yes. crazy, um, was but disgusting. I think I think I like that scene be- not only because that one and he looks amazing doing it, but I think that really kind of described a moment of <clears throat> her officially turning her back on him, and you could see that he really liked her, and he was just like I think when he said that really it was more so of like fine make me your villain but you'll be back. And I was like, yes, I will be. And <laughs> so I loved that line. Um, but the other one was the was them, like the Dark Lena kiss. Oh, yeah. Not just the first I one. but the about that. Not really even the first one, but also like the first one. And then he like stands up. Ended me. But also the one at the party where they were really kissing. And I was like... Wow. And then, like, when they get... I couldn't breathe. When they get interrupted, and he goes to leave, and then she turns away, and then he, like, runs back. It was so cute, and I was dead inside, because he really liked her, and I just... It was so adorable. It was the, most, it was the cutest little... Like, the sweetest little moment, and he looks so good doing it and i was sweating and i could not breathe when we first watched that i had to hold hallie's hand because i was dying inside <sighs> yeah those are my favorite moments <laughs> yeah. um favorite moment from season one ben barnes as a whole just anytime he's in the scene um yeah okay so we also wanted to talk about how each season matched. Um, I think season one did a better job of matching the books than season two. Yes. But season two 
was better than season one, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, what I put was that it, in terms of season one, it adapted Shadow and Bone well. Yes, the main story was there. The main there. story was there. The only thing that was changed was obviously everything to do with the crows, but it honestly kind of made it better. I think it definitely did because I think Lee knew that Sixty Crows had such a better audience than Shadow and Bone, and so they really kind of needed that other storyline. And so their crossover was really weird. And like the whole thing with Kaz and the Darkling, Hallie and I were like, oh, it's weird. Oh, oh, it's oh, it's weird. But why do I like it? But honestly, their crossover was so seamlessly done. And really, you could kind of see that Six of, it was a prequel to Six of Crows. Yeah. Because I- it really like it set up everything with Nina and Matthias. It sets them up as a crew and like their backgrounds and then season two, we set up their official crew with Nina and Wylan. So, and it I was, will, it's all been a prequel. I will say though, <clears throat> if you had Shadow and Bone just as it was, as just Shadow and Bone, and you didn't have the crows in, it would be a completely different show. And honestly, I don't think it would be as good. It wouldn't be as good. I would still watch it. Yeah, I would still watch it solely because of Ben Barnes and Nikolai. Yes. But um, I think the crows added an an extra element of goodness. They did. I think they added, like, and clearly everybody took to it because the majority of the edits I see have nothing to do with Shadow and Bone. Oh, yeah, it's all crows. Unless it's the Darkling. Yeah. It's either the crows. Well, now it's either the crows, Nikolai, or the Darkling. Like, nobody cares triple, about Mal and it, Alina. It's a triple threat. <laughs> Not a single person cares about Mal and Alina. Um, but yeah, that was kind of all I had for, like, it matching. It was just kind of like the crowds crossover was a little different. But the main story was there. They got mm-hmm. the point across. The Shadow and Bone story was there. You don't really have to say, like, the Crows story was there. It was a prequel for Six of Crows. Yeah. So. It served as groundwork. It was work. there. Everything. It followed the book a little bit better than season two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so season Two, ladies and gentlemen. This is where the lengthy discussion kicks in. Oh, yeah. So, we have our favorite moments, but we also want to talk about how it matched. And then we have some honorable mentions from this season because there were some amazing things. Oh, heck yes. Um, Okay. Favorite moment. Do you want to, like, I have, like, a list. So do I. So do you want to, like, alternate? (laughs) Yeah, I have a whole list. Okay, go first. Okay, so the first one is, I'm sure... Carmen has this on her list, and that is Tolia and Tamar's entrance. Yes. Oh, my when- God. They came on, and Hallie and I went, oh, my gosh, Tolia and Tamar. And it was, like, doing slow-mo of them walking, like, just their backs. And Hallie and I were going, oh, my. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. They just looked so cool. And the music added to it. It was so I good. added that song to my Spotify. Did you really? <laughs> Yeah, I will. Let me let me play it for everyone real quick. The soundtrack this season was so good. You're not gonna get just just the first bit. It's just so good. Like you can't tell me that doesn't sound like something Jack Sparrow's coming in on. I know. Oh my gosh, it was so good. That was one thing too. Like anytime Nick, Lai, and Tolly and Tamar were on the screen, the soundtrack in the background. I, the first time it happened, I looked at Hallie. I was like, "Okay, Pirates of the Caribbean. What? Jack Sparrow? Where are you at? Like literally." 
Um, but yes, I agree. Their entrance was impeccable. Like, they had the best entrance of any single human being on that entire show. Yeah. The slow-mo and just, like, the build-up of how cool they are. I know. They're they're definitely my favorites. All right. What's yours? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, I mentioned I it earlier. Is. But your new TikTok sound of, the, of 2023 for Shadow and Bone will be... I'll make sure they all hear it when I make her scream. <laughs> I died inside and out. I flew up out of my chair. The whole world will hear it. Hallie can attest to this. Scream. I rewound and played it like six or seven times because he's beautiful when he says it. And I was waiting on that line from the book. Somebody brought it up last at the end of last season, somebody brought it up on TikTok was like, y'all think this line's great. Just wait till we hear this one. And I was like, I'm going to die. And I did. And I cried a lot. And I want that played at my funeral. Yeah. I also texted somebody the other day that I... So the Jonas Brothers are doing a, um like... Five Nights on Broadway thing. Yes. And they're doing that. an album each night, which I'm so jealous. Like, if they would have given me further notice, I would have gotten tickets. But I had about a week to get tickets. I can't take off work. <laughs> um, So, I've been watching all the videos. And they played the songs from their A Little Bit Longer um, soundtrack. And that's the one I would have gotten tickets to. Because that's that one and Lines, Vines, and Trying Times are my favorites. Um. And Nick Jonas singing Sorry the way he did when they first recorded, play that at my funeral. Because that song was my anthem. I used to listen to that song on repeat. That and Got Me Going Crazy and Video Girl. And the way he sang that, the way it was recorded, I died. I cried in my bed watching it. Like, I love that song. But yes, that just... A little tie in there. Um, next favorite moment. Okay, so the next one that I'm talking about, it is more so a line that Kaz says, and it's towards the beginning of the season, and it's when he says, "The barrel doesn't belong to kings; it belongs to bastards." And I was like, as he was yes. turning around, I was like, "He's gonna say it belongs to the bastards," and then he said it, and Hallie and I clapped. I said, "Yeah," I said, "As it should." Oh. Man, oh man. Like Callie said, I want that on a t-shirt. That's, I said that, literally, I said, make me a sweatshirt t-shirt. I don't care. I will wear it out in public. Yes. Well, my next favorite moment goes along with that. Kind of, sort of. It is a Kaz moment. The standoff between Kaz and Pekka. That's in my list. Right when, like, he's telling him, like, his son got buried and stuff. That whole scene. I looked at Hallie. I was like, I can't breathe. Like, that whole scene was intense and we got official like i saw an edit this morning about it but that was that was dirty hands someone said someone posted a comment that said dirty hands is in the house like literally that was a beautiful moment i just loved it it really goes to show you kaz's character and how much of a monster he can be he really can be and how manipulative he can be like Man, I, no wonder I would be afraid of him, too. <laughs> 100%. That was a beautiful moment. I just, I was, it was an intense moment. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, another one that I have. Uh, Jesper and Wyland kissing. That whole scene. Them together in any scene was Some great. Some people were mad. 
because they were like, we didn't get our slow burn. And I'm like, who gives a crap? I was excited. I didn't need a slow burn. Besides, you still need another slow burn after the crap we went through with Kaz and Inej this season. Oh, good lord. You need another slow burn? Because that's intense. God, they they about gave me a heart attack. Um, But yeah, I will say, Wylan was just my favorite in general. He was like a little flower, and I wanted to put him in my pocket and keep him safe for all the days. He was precious. Somebody put, like, all them literally dying in that fog and, like, the poison. Meanwhile, Wylan's outside admiring butterflies. Like, I love him. I also loved it when um, it was at the end where Kaz, Jasper, and Wylan come in and save everybody. And with the bomb, he goes... My demolition expert, and he goes, expert? he goes, expert? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I love him. He's like a little daisy, and I, I love him so much. I know. I just, They're I want whole, to protect him at all costs. I will say, though, when that scene happened where Wylan got up and, like, ran to him and kissed Jesper, me and her both went, <gasps> we screamed. It was so sweet i loved it it was so sweet they were adorable they were adorable uh anybody harms wylan i will be going to jail for murder he's so precious um wait my turn go it's probably the same one um (laughs) jesper breaking down the fourth wall oh no i don't have that one but yeah (laughs) and and almost saying the title he was like we should have somebody uh, write a book about us. The uh, four. The, he was like the ha- the four, four handsome rogues of the barrel or something like that. Him. And then he goes, yeah. The way he goes, yes. I was like, okay, he's so sure of himself. And the, I was looking at Hallie. I was like, oh my god, is he gonna? And then Kaz, Kaz just immediately. There's five of us. And he goes, okay, the five of cr- and the stops. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That was beautifully done. I love moments where they break down the fourth wall like that when it's so when it's done well and it's funny. So that moment was impeccable. And just the fact that they let Jesper do it because he's so funny and him going, "Yes." I He was so funny this season, I swear. I know. He him in the skirt. I, I love him. But he ro- but he, he ro- rocked he, it. He rocks it. Um did he wear a skirt in season 1? No. I didn't think so. Um the next one that I have is um, the very surprising Nikolai intro in, like, what, the first episode? <laughs> that sound that was on that TikTok perfectly encompassed it. What? I know. That's what she said. What was that? Uh, 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 okay. okay. James. <laughs> because when it panned up and it was Nikolai Halle and I both went, ah! <laughs> we like, it was just, like, dead silence. Pan up. <laughs> we were like, wait, wait, what? I said, oh, yeah, uh, uh, what? That was Nikolai. <laughs> the fact that he, like, they set him up to have orchestrated the entire thing of going to get Alina from season one. Like, he was the one that was paying the one million Kruger. What? <laughs> See, it was all seamlessly interlaced. Yeah. It was well done. No plot holes that I could tell. Yeah. There might be some that I've not noticed, so please let me know if I'm incorrect. Sure you will, but yes. Yeah, I would say that. Okay. So my next favorite was the general like gang up of 
Inej and Tolia like kicking butt this season. Oh yeah. And that scene where they were trying to get the sword and they're both like going out. I was like, this is the team up we needed all along. Like this is great. Also just Tolia in general, but <gasps> I loved him this season. Hallie oh, and I, I know. Hallie and I were infatuated with him. It it he was a new poetry. Fa- it was a newfound obsession because I did not like I was not there was nothing in the book that I was like, who is Tolia? Like, I was just like, oh, there's Tolia. And then you watch the show and you're like, Tolia. Hello. But that whole scene with him and Inej, like, just kicking it. I mean, they lost, but <laughs> they definitely didn't win the fight. And then, But it was beautiful. And done. then there was the scene at the end where he goes, welcome aboard Y'all to her. Y'all can't tell me that he's not catching feels because the way he looked at her and then smiled to himself. Kaz, you better get on it. Kaz has got some competition. Kaz, you better get on it. But yes, Aww. that whole scene was beautifully done. Next. Love them. Um Okay, so this one is it's not on my list, but I just now thought of it. When that girl that we didn't know who it was for the life She's of me. The worst. Died. Did you see the TikTok I sent you that was like, and then I hear this agitating yes. voice. First of all. We love a dance mom's TikTok sound. I would like for that home skilly. The girl who was like right hand man of the darkling, whoever she was. Still don't know who she was. I don't know if she was in the book. I can't remember. I don't think she was. I would like to uh, formally announce as PSA that she finds somewhere else to get her hair cut. Because <laughs> her hair, I assume it was a wig. But it looked awful. It looked like somebody chewed off her bangs. <laughs> It looked like she cut her, cut them herself. It was not good. I was like, every time she was on the screen, I couldn't get past it. I was just like, I fix will. your hair. My next favorite moment. How many have you got left? <laughs> Two. <laughs> was him coming to her while she's asleep. Oh. The hand graze, ladies and gentlemen. He was like reaching... His hand was going for her leg. And Hallie has it on video of me, like, literally smacking the heck out of the chair because I was dying. His hand was slowly, like, going down to, like, graze over her leg and, like, body. And I he was feeling a type of way. Um, I was literally hitting the couch and crying inside and out. Um, that was a beautiful little the only thing i didn't like about it a little bit of an ick when he like licked his fingers to put out the candle i didn't like that <laughs> i have that on that video. was weird <laughs> i have that on video hallie has it on video and at the end i was like i don't really know how to feel about that last part but overall it was great because <laughs> he did it and i went ew ew i don't I, I wasn't vibing with the way he did it i think it was supposed to be a little sensual but it didn't land <laughs> it i was like I was so in it, and then he did that, and I went, I don't, I don't know how to feel, but I know, I, overall, 10 out of 10, but yeah, that, that, that it, was, it was, it was good. Um, do you have another one? Mm-mm. Well, your next, my next one might be one that you've maybe forgotten about. The Kaz and Inej confession at the oh, end. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! I literally, any scene with them where they were, like, on the verge of confessing their feelings, 
I could not breathe. I literally kept saying, I can't breathe. And that whole confession scene. My heart was going 90 miles a minute. 90 miles a minute. I was like, oh my gosh. He (sighs) said, stay with me. And I really wanted to listen. This is, again, Hunger Games is my entire personality. Any male character that says, any characters that say, stay with me, immediately want to hear the other person say, always. Because that line floors me every time when I watch it in the Hunger Games and read it. But him saying, stay with me, and then like, I want you to stay. Uh, it was beautiful. And then she was like, I'll take you, but I want you without all your armor. And so like, it's out there. So the ball's in his court. But Tolia is stepping up to the match. <laughs> in the, the ball, meantime. Get the ball rolling. In the meantime, he's her alternate. But also, I like the ponytail action. She was rocking on the ship. Like, where was that? Instead of your low pony. Like, mm-hmm. I liked the little bubble braids. Oh, another. This is kind of an honorable mention. The end scene of season two with Alina using the dark cut. That was crazy. I was not and expecting that. We're going to get into more of that. But yes, that was all my favorite moments. Was that all your Yes, favorites? that was all of mine. Okay. So, how did it match? So, um, <laughs> this is our kind of synopsis for it. So, the Shadow and Bone storyline followed the books decently. Um, was it perfect? No. No. Not by any means. The ending, completely different. But they followed the second and third book main storyline. And then the Crow's storyline was Crooked Kingdom. They've swapped it. And I guess, like, next season's gonna be Six Crows. We'll get into all that, too. But they definitely swapped it, and I was okay with that. Because Crooked Kingdom was very boring. (laughs) And they revived it for me. Because they kept hiding out in that graveyard, and I was like, Hallie, this is this is Crooked Kingdom. And then, like, the whole thing with Pekka, that was all Crooked Kingdom. Yeah. So they revived it for me. But... Because, like, the beginning of them getting off the boat and arriving back in Ketterdam was supposed to be them coming back from the ice court. Yes. And that was Inez- that was when Inez got kidnapped. But, yes. Overall, I think they followed the books they were meaning to follow. Like, they followed the main storylines of them anyways. Um, I did, I, I, somebody mentioned it and I agree. I don't like at the end, though, that Inez... Because at the end of uh, Crooked Kingdom, she got her own ship. I'm pretty sure Kaz, like, bought her ship. But she had her own ship. She was a captain of it. So I don't like that she wasn't the captain of her own ship. But that's okay. Um, We still have more to go. But overall, the Shadow and Bone storyline covered the rest of the trilogy. It went into King of Scars a little bit. Like, there was a touch of King of Scars in there. For sure. Um... But the Crows crossover, I think, was even done seamlessly. And really, I think it was done to cover up from the flow they created in season one. Yeah. Because I think if they wouldn't have had Crows crossover, I don't think the flow would, I don't think it would have flown. Flowed. Whatever you want to call it. It wouldn't have flown. Um, But the Crows crossover was definitely not in the books. Um. But I liked it. I thought it was well done. I think it was very interesting to see these characters interact. So, I'm just saying. Hallie, 
thoughts. Um, I would say that it was second season was way better than the first. 100%. Like, here, y'all can't see me, but um, I'm just gonna demonstrate with my hands like a crazy person. The books are about here. Then you've got Shadow and Bone season one, right there. Pretty decent. Season two is all the way up here. And, um, it was just, it was, like, light years better than the first. Well, it's like I said, like, the books, I think, were good, but there were moments where they were boring, and the show has salvaged that. Made it better. Because Crooked Kingdom, I was bored out of my mind. But the season of them doing Crooked Kingdom, wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. And I think it really just comes down to a matter of adaptation and how you do it. And there was a little Six of Crows in there. A little bit, but they mentioned the ice court and um, the stuff with Matthias. The stuff with Matthias, but they, it was mostly Cookie Kingdom and then Siege and Storm and Ruin and Rising were in there. Um, And yeah, they basically kind of threw out the books in a way, but. In a good way. But it was done well and I. Overall, I really enjoyed the interactions and the crossovers, and I think they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Hallie said, the show has been a fan service. Oh, yeah. I have a, said that last night. Yeah, I have it um, in all caps, fan service. <laughs> um, and I just think, I have seen some people who are mad about the changes, but here's the thing. You can adapt a book and change it there are ways. There are ways to do it. And you can change it and it still be as good as the book or even better than the book. There are ways to do it. Sometimes those are just not done well. But in this case, I think it was done pretty well, the changes. Yes. And like, I think it gave us, it gave us more of what we deserved yeah. Because the whole crossover, like I said earlier, one of my favorite moments was Tolia and Inej, like, kicking butt. You didn't get that in the books. And so I think it was, like, the crossovers we deserved. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Jesper, I- like, having that little tiny, like, five-second fangirl of Nikolai was really cool. Because he was like, we're looking for Sturman, and Tamara was like, well, he goes by Nikolai, King Nikolai, and he was like, oh my god. King Nikolai. And so he was just like, he had like a little fangirl. Moment. And also, it was really crazy though, because when Kaz and Nikolai walked bes- aside from each other, I was like, this is so bizarre, but I'm also here for it. Yes. And I love- Two powerful men walking this walking around. And I think it like does justice for Inej too, because she was so infatuated with the saints in the books. Yes. And so she got to like befriend Alina. So that was cool. I loved their friendship. But they definitely changed the ending completely. Because Alina and Mal did not end up together. <laughs> Everyone does not think that Alina's dead. Alina and Nikolai are getting married, essentially, I guess. Yeah. And then um, Alina's, like... Turning evil? Turning <laughs> evil. Um, and then Inej is gone. She's with Tolia, Tamar, and Mal. That's weird. And Mal's, like, becoming a privateer. He's becoming the new Sturman. Which I kind of like that. All that was changed. And I love it. Because I really want Alina to end up with Nikolai. I'm sad that we won't get another couple option that I won't mention that's from King of Scars. Now, we don't don't know for sure 
this is really just speculation. Now, if Mal comes back and him and Alina get together, yeah, that's a possibility. I really don't want it to be a possibility. But, but it, they salvaged Mal for me in this yeah. show. I actually like his I actually like his ending with Alina in the show. I feel like it was way better than the book and it almost felt more like I guess like full circle. I do not do not appreciate that we killed David off like that. Oh yeah. Because that is something I was mad I about. I can't mention something that happens in Hell of Wolves, but I was so infuriated. We didn't get, they didn't get their, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't the the proper amount of time they were supposed to have. I think David, I feel like David and Jenya's storyline was not the main focus of the season. It made me so sad. I was crying though. Well, I knew that he, he was going to make her, I knew he was going to make her an engagement ring. I knew I was like, he was going to asking her, for a reason. I knew he was going to make her an engagement ring, but I knew in my heart that when he shoved her in that dumb waiter that was so sad like her screaming yeah oh my. he shoved her in there and then like sealed it shut i was like ah he's dead there's no way i'm gonna be so sad i love david but there david. was that little sliver of hope when we when we walked in that room i was like oh please and then you see like the blood splatter on the door and i was like oh, crap but also we didn't see a body so yeah that's I'm true not i always go by the philosophy nobody's dead unless you see a body because of stranger things yes <laughs> i haven't seen a body so i'm not convinced yeah um but yeah i think they did a good job but let's get into some honorable mentions Tolia and Tamar. Yes. <laughs> they were the coolest duo. Oh, and yeah. I loved them. We love a sibling duo class, that is iconic. Class A casting. Like, give the casting people a raise. Because the casting of the show in general is beautifully done. But them two? I loved it. Tolia was so freaking cool. And I was... At, it was like the first episode they were in... <laughs> We were, Hallie and I were kind of gushing, and I was like, I love him. And Hallie goes, me too. And I was like, he's kind of attractive. And Hallie goes, I agree. <laughs> so we were, like, having the same thoughts. And what I loved about him it's is that attractive. in any scene he was in, he was either eating or he was reading oh, I love and him. quoting poetry. I was like, I, I was like, I was like, yeah. you are my ideal man. Him playing wingman for Jesper was the funniest thing ever. And Jesper just trying to figure out what he's supposed to say to make it better. I was funny that when Wyland walked away and Jesper's just standing there, he's like, what? And Toya goes, what happened? What happened? <laughs> well, and do? then they're like back together and Toya walks by them and he's like smiling at Jesper. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just loved it. He was so zen. I know. I was like, I'd love to be he in your fly. I'd love to have you as my friend. He was so cool. He, Both of them were awesome. Like, to I just, the uniforms, is the weapon use. Also, that guy hallucinating the bird, and then it was her axe going oh, into his head. Oh, Hallie and I both went, oh, because we were like watching the bird, and then there went the axe, and we just, and Hallie and I both died when Vesely got ripped in half. I went, oh, and Hall I look over Hallie, and her mouth is just like open, and I was like, oh. Oh, no. Wasn't expecting that. I was still trying to get over that at the end of the show. I was still like, oh, boy, got ripped in half. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, and what was it? I kept saying, like, I'm still trying to 
figure out what just happened. What was that? When he sunk the village in the ground? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> the Darkling, like, sunk an entire village. He just, he used one giant cut. And I, I thought it was just going to take out the trees and he was, like, testing his abilities. Well, then it took out the village and I was like, oh, okay. And then the whole thing, like, sunk in the ground and I went, oh, what? <laughs> I was still trying to get over that for a long time. Still trying to get over it right now. Because that was crazy. I didn't know he could do that. Um, Kaz and Inej. Dancing around in a... Darn them. They they dan- they tip-tap around each other, and I'm like... <sighs> it's a good... Well, but they were... Like, I liked them this season, though. I think we got the... the they are the epitome. Slow burn tension. They are the epitome of a slow burn. Like, I just... I'm telling you, she may have went away at the end... But I'm thinking, like, if they do a season three, which I think they are, um, they're going to be in trouble, and Inej is going to show up and be there and, like, save them, and then they'll be doing Secret Crows. I'm and you. then I'm sure, I guarantee you, Jeff will be like, couldn't stay away from I me, know, that's what I, yeah, what I said last night. I, I, like, it's going to be Jesper giving his one-liner. It's his charm. Also, please break Matthias out. I need my ghost would not associate with your ghosts. I need it. But that little tussle at the end, and he said her name, and then he was trying to get to her. Ugh. I will say, though, there was a fight scene that happened. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to a lick and of it. <laughs> she didn't pay attention to a lick of, lick of it. She was paying more attention to Matthias than anything. Like The first fight scene that Matthias had at the end of it, I looked at Hallie and said, I don't know what just happened. I wasn't paying attention to any of it because he looked so good. He looked amazing this season. Beautiful. He is a tall drink of water. And I proceeded to, every time he was on the screen, I would sing, I need a big boy. Give me a big boy. Yep. Every single time. Uh, Jesper and Wylan. Yes. I love them. They are probably my top <laughs> ship. They definitely are mine. They're so cute. It's like, um, it, I literally said it's like Magnus and Alec. Yeah. That's exactly how you would describe it. Um, It's just, He's like a, Wyland's just like a little little hamster that I just want to like keep in my shirt pocket and just like never let him leave. I just, gosh darn it. They were so cute. Everything about them was adorable. And also Jesper trying to like remedy their relationship was so cute. The Kaz and Jesper banner was pretty funny too this season. It was pretty funny. Especially towards like the beginning and um. Kaz, like, flips him a coin when they're handcuffed, and he goes, what am I supposed to do with this? And Kaz just looks at him like, are you serious? You're Grisha. Make a key. <laughs> and then he embraced his little Grisha side. And I know. He's using it the rest of the time. Um, Nikolai. Yes. My man. My, my one and fa- only. I will tell you how much we loved him. So there was a scene where Alina goes to him at night, and... She knocks on the door, and he opens it, and me and Carmen are like, oh, please be shirtless, please be shirtless. And then you could see his shoulders had a robe on it, and we both went, oh. oh. And then it, it pans, pans to the front, and, and the front was open, and we both went, ah! <laughs> We both died on the inside. Uh, also, he built. <laughs> At the end, he was trying to check his wound. I was like, just take the whole thing off, Nikolai. Just just take the whole shirt off. And he did. <laughs> and wow. Man, Didn't man. pay attention to a single wound on his body. Um, David and Jenya. Yes. Tragic love story. It was so sad. I know. Um, Bin Bonds. Homegirl went through some stuff. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Bin Bonds. 
stellar casting of him. <laughs> also, I will say, by the end of it, I was a little less on his side. Yeah. And a little more on Nikolai's side. But, just wow. <laughs> He's beautiful to look at. When he had that dude put the metal hand on him, and at the end of that episode, he does a deadpan to the camera through the light glare. Oh my. Oh my. That was beautifully done. Also, another honorable mention, the music. I know we've already talked about it, but- The scores, yes. The score was incredible. Uh, Tolian and Edge, I want that ship. (laughs) Yes. Matthias uh, and General, and then Jesper with the one-liners this season. Oh, I know it was impeccably done. He was so. I funny noticed this he season. did not do like something like something. Something's not a Jesper talent. <laughs> I did love though that he kept. He was just so upset that his hats were in the crow. <laughs> he goes, my hats. <laughs> All of his hats. Well, and I love the whole scene where he's like, is this my hat? And Inej says, um, you said you didn't like that hat. And then he puts it on and he like does like a little smolder. And then he goes, yeah, I don't like this hat. I just, his little one-liners were adorable this year. I loved them. Do you realize it's been since like 2021 since first season came out? So we're probably going to wait another two years. Oh, gosh. Isn't that so annoying? Uh, I don't think I can handle that. I just need, I don't, honestly, I don't care to wait. I just need to know if we're getting the green light for the new season. That's all I need to know. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the situation with Crescent City. It was like, I don't care how long I have to wait. Just tell me it's coming. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I finally read the synopsis. Yeah. How do you feel? But I love that she wrote the synopsis without giving, the, the synopsis still doesn't give a spoiler from House of Sky and Breath. Yeah, there's a big spoiler at the end, and she still she read a synopsis that di- still kept from giving that spoiler away. Like I admire that. Um, yeah, the film scores this season were great, and I've already got them downloaded. I have a whole playlist that's like Throne of Glass theme songs, and, like scores and stuff, and I put those in there because I feel like those would be good on Throne of Glass. But I also have one for uh, Crescent City and one for Akatar playlist. Um, but yeah, overall, we really love this season. Oh yeah. Um, theories for season three, they already started a little bit of King of Scars at the end there, but I think season three, if they get greenlit and I'm pretty positive they already have been, um, if not, they surely will be, um, season three, I think will be King of Scars and Rule of Wolves and Six of Crows. Oh yeah, no doubt. Because, and I think I understand them changing the ending the way they did. Because I think they want to keep everybody in it. And with them ending it that way, they can keep Alina and Mal in it. Because if they end it like the books, Alina and Mal are gone. Oh yeah, they'll definitely get renewed because they're still at number one. So Alina and Mal would get um, to stay in it. And with Alina, will now be in King of Scars. But I'm also wondering, there's a big thing that happens in King of Scars. I won't say what it is. A big thing happens. And I'm wondering if they're not going to do it and make it something to do with Lena instead. For all of you that have read it, you know what I'm getting at. Um, but I kind of hope they don't change it. <laughs> I can't say much more. Um, but that was crazy. And then at the end, when 
Kaz said that drug and then that girl took it. I was like, oh my God, that's six of crows. Yeah. That is literally six of crows. So they've set up for six of crows and they've set up for king of scars. Even like the bumblebee landing on Zoya's shoulder. I told Hallie, I said that that is from King of Scars because first of all, anything like that happens, that's not random. Them focusing on a bumblebee landing on Zoya's arm and her swatting it away randomly, that's not random. That is from King of Scars. Coincidence? It's a tie. I think not. So that is my theory for season three. I think we're going to get King of Scars and Will of Wolves and Six of Crows. And I think that they're going to be in a conundrum, like literally about to get taken or killed. And Inej is going to be there to like save them. And then I would love if we did Six of Crows with Mal and Tolia and Tamar. That would be so interesting. And I would be so here for it. Because, I don't know, I just think that would be good. I think that would be fun. But I really hope we get Six of Crows because I really want to see like, first of all, I love her, but I want to see her. Get, I want to see Inej get stabbed and Kaz carry her to the boat. That kept, that scene stressed me out. So cute. And then I want to see Nina and Matthias. And then you're gonna get Inej trying to climb the tower, and her shoes are melting and her feet are burning. And then you're gonna get her and Nina in dresses because remember they have to go undercover. And then Matthias like saves Nina. My it's ghost so won't associate with your ghosts. And the King of Scars is a heck of a lot of Nikolai. My God, he looked good. He looked like Prince Eric. He was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But yes, overall, we loved season two. It was better than season one. We have read the books before anybody gets angry. But I think that the show salvaged a lot of things that the books lacked in. Oh yeah, 100%. Overall, I would give the show a... What would you score it? Season one, I think I would have given like an eight and a half, mm-hmm. nine out of ten. Season two, nine and a half to ten out of ten. A, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Probably maybe like a nine and a half because there's a couple things that I was like, mm, I don't really like that you changed that. But maybe a nine. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, go with nine. that. Nine. But, and I know I'm going to get a text from Ethan if he listens to this because I got a text last week. Or I got a text when we did the episode with Liz that he did not agree with our rating scale uh, opinions. He's really particular about stuff like that. But, um, yeah, 9 out of 10. I loved season 2. It was so good. I liked what they changed. There was some stuff that I was like, I don't really like that you changed that. But, overall, I think they did a really good job. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I would agree with that. Did it match the books? No. If we're going based off the books, maybe like a like a four out of ten or like a five out of ten. Maybe a five and a half. But I like it better than the books so far. Yeah. And that's not that never happens. I never say that. Mm-mm. She does so, not. Yeah. I think that's about all we got, guys. Yep. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comments your thoughts on the show and you know, your thoughts on the books and everything and anything we talked about. Um, you know, give us rating of five stars, reviews across the board, all that jazz. Um, you can follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Family Fiction Podcast. Um, and I'll be linking our personal socials below, like always. Um, yeah, any final thoughts, Hallie? Love Nikolai. <laughs> yes. 
of me some bin bombs. Um, so next week we are going to be um, doing our book boyfriends. We're going to talk about our book boyfriends. That's going to be hard and, for me. Um, just some different things around that. So, yeah. So, guys, you know, stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, and we are going to play a fun game next week. We didn't play one this week because this episode's already long enough. But, um, yeah. Hope you guys will be back next week. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Yeah, of us thank you guys so much for listening. Ranting. Yep. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.